Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the Search for Pink podcast. I am really excited because I asked on my Instagram stories, what do you want us to talk about? Um, I talked to a lot of people in the, the entertainment industry, actors, whatnot, and I love that. I love those conversations. But also sometimes I wanted to talk about other things. I asked what y'all wanted to learn about, and coffee was one of the main things. Whenever I talk about it on my Instagram, it's semi uh, in encouraging thing so uh, some of y'all ask like I want more on coffee and I have a lot of friends that are baristas and Anna is going to be coming on today Anna Anna and I know each other through um, Madeline is her like childhood best friend and then Madeline was the first person I ever interviewed for the podcast. It's the first episode. It's still one of like the most popular, which is funny because it's such a hot mess and just how I edited it. And she was just so charming. Anyways, Madeline, if you're listening, you know I love you. Um, but anyways, Anna's coming on. Anna's a barista. I want to say she's still with Brash Coffee, which is a roaster here in town. Um, here's the thing about baristas. We have an opinion. If you're ever like, I wonder if my barista has an opinion. We do. I go by Sally Albright. I like it how I like it. I'm particular. Dude, I'm so particular. I don't like silk. I Sometimes if I'm getting an almond milk and it's like kind of a coffee shop where I'm not sure if they have almond milk, I won't order it. If I see that they have like bought syrups, y'all, my diva's coming out. I don't order something with syrups. I want you to make that syrup. And if you don't, that's fine. I just won't order it. I am very particular, okay? But my customer, they're allowed to do whatever they want. Also, I want to say one of my friends, um, Erin Boswell, she, I was over at her house once and she works at Chrome Yellow, very, very nice coffee shop, a coffee shop where I think a lot of people would think the baristas are pretentious. Now they make great coffee. But anyway, she like pulled out, I don't know, some very like basic kind of coffee creamer-y. I think she was going to drink drink the coffee creamer straight. Boz, if you listen to this, you can correct me. At home, we do whatever. I'm just blabbing. But anyways, Anna and I, the only time we've met in person is... um. One of us, I was with Madeline at the Glossier uh, Glossier pop-up in Atlanta. And then Anna walked in and it was just the most beautiful happenstance. We've met once in person. I love that she's coming on. She's I'm going to be talking to her in like three-ish hours. But I don't know. I was really excited to record this intro. Um, I'm going to talk to my therapist. In between, I'm going to check in with her. I'm going to, fingers crossed, work out. My read a little bit of a book. Um, yeah. All right. Well, I love you guys. I hope you enjoy our first installment of Ask a Barista. If y'all want more, please let me know and we will do more. I'm so excited to talk about coffee. I could do it all day. All right. I love you. Bye-bye. I've seen anyone put Aquaphor on their lips like that. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Sorry. I already feel so comfortable around you. Cool. So coffee journey, Anna. 
so I my first coffee shop job was in um, a, like a small cafe in Noonan, Georgia. It was called Leaf and Bean, and that was like the quintessential coffee shop in downtown Noonan because Noonan's like a, a metropolitan, like metro Atlanta suburb, um, mm-hmm. but it's not metropolitan. It's like um, cozy, you know, southern small town because mm-hmm. it's like right on the border of like being a rural town Mm -hmm. but it's also like close to Atlanta and the airport um so it was like the only coffee shop probably within like a few cities around within like 20 30 minute drive um wow everyone who worked there was so cool when I was in high school I was like I want to be a barista (laughs) um and so that was like the beginning of my coffee journey um it didn't teach me as much about coffee per se as it did skills like um you know multitasking customer service you know like the basics of um how to juggle all the all the things you do as a barista because uh you probably know it's more than just like making the coffee it's also talking to the people it's also cleaning up if there's food you might have to be involved with making something this particular shop not only did like uh coffee but they also did like milkshakes we made quiche we made salads and sandwiches for lunch we made breakfast burritos we did a lot of things so I was like a cook um I was a baker I was a barista I was the cleaner wore many hats um but yeah yeah it taught me a lot about how to like make a drink make sure a bagel isn't burning take an order bring someone up and talk to someone about like I don't know what plans they have for their vacation in Florida this week yeah. uh, at the same time. So from there, I moved on to working at like a series of small businesses here and there around Noonan. And then when I moved to Atlanta, I worked at um, my first job was at another kind of like hole in the wall sort of place. Mm-hmm. It's called Market Across the Street. And it used to be like a, a market. Uh, a neighborhood market in Virginia Highland right next to like a taco shop <laughs> they were like I live in Virginia Highlands what else is it close to the it's um right now I think it's called field day no it's like um right across from Highland Bakery okay so um it was like yeah it was still Virginia Highland um but yeah it was uh, a strange setup um and it was nice to start off with but I wanted to learn more about coffee. So I decided to go to try to apply to some specialty coffee jobs. And I landed on was Revelator. And then I worked there for six months Um, and it was fine. It taught me a lot about coffee. Yeah. (laughs) And then I got a job at Brash and I've been there for the last two and a half years this month. Since you, let's actually like hop somewhere else for a second. You were talking about like, Ooh, I want to be a barista. You know, mm-hmm. like that that feeling that all of us had. And then I messaged you, one of my friends who doesn't even drink coffee. She doesn't even drink coffee. And I was, I've done Starbucks before. No shame in Starbucks. It is, that is, Starbucks is hands down the hardest job I've ever had. They do what they do well. I so appreciate Starbucks and their baristas. I just hate it when people confuse Starbucks with like specialty, like, third wave coffee. Yeah. And I've also heard from people, a lot of coffee shops like to hire Starbucks baristas because they are trained like to a military degree. I have 
And also I've never had meaner customers than Starbucks customers. Um, I could go on. Shoot. Where was I going? Oh yeah. So my friend, she was like, she was like, I will, she goes, I've always kind of like thought, even though she was becoming a nurse, she was going to be a nurse. She's like, I've always kind of like wanted to take a break and like be a barista. I think people equate being a barista as like moving to Paris for a gap year or, or something. Yes, they're definitely, I definitely, uh, leaned toward that mindset too oh, when I me too me too was a kid because I was like it was more like um I think I watched a lot of music videos with like cool like cool guys with like a cool coffee shop and a barista like hands them the coffee and they're like oh my gosh she's a barista I'm in love with her yeah <laughs> and yeah. I was like I want to be a cool barista but then I'd also watch like like you know how in Scott Pilgrim versus the world um yeah what's her name that um plays April Ludgate and Parks and Rec who am I thinking of Aubrey Plaza yes Aubrey Plaza like her character is who I relate to way more um as a barista and I was like oh I could be like this like nice cool you know barista or I could be a bitch (laughs) and then people would still give me tips because at some point so I'm like I don't care get get the free coffee but I want people to get it and leave because if they're not giving me money, I don't want to spend any time on them. Uh Um, So I'm like, cool, here's your free coffee. Enjoy it. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that was something Boswell. She's over at Chrome. Um, She's a friend of mine and I was messaging her about it. And I was like, what's one of your pet peeves? And she was like, when I educate people on the coffee and then they just leave. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, and then people just not tipping. I, and on my screen, I can tell if you don't tip, I can tell. And I think people are like, mm-hmm. they can't tell, like I'm saving some money. And I'm like, no, 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 I see that. And you want to chit chat still? No, I'm not chit chatting with you. Like nope. you can't give me 20 cents to buy food. Okay. Well, I have, I have a couple of customers who do that because we used to have this old POS where it would print the receipt. If you paid with gift card, it would print the receipt and you have to um, manually put a tip with a pen and sign it. That's the only time you had to do that. Um, But now we got a square register, which has, you know, the pad in front of them and our screen just stays in front of us. Um, And we can't see the bad pad because we have like some bases in front of it. Like we have to go around and look. Um, But they always tipped, even though it was like, it was not that much. They still always tip whenever they come in and get drinks. But now that we have the new square pad, they never tip. And I'm pretty sure it's because they don't think we can see what they're putting in there. But I'm like, I see you. I know you. And I'm not giving you the neighborhood discount anymore. <laughs> that is, mm, yeah, it's like we, we know. And they're like, I hope they're not mad. And I'm like, I am. And also, mm, yeah. At the same time, like, I know no one really owes me anything as far as a tip goes because you know I I get paid pretty well hourly and yet that is the culture and you can't expect me to be your best friend (laughs) yeah it's just and and it's not even like oh people are paying me to be their friend it's more like I just I, I I see you I don't know okay so yeah Cool. Well, I guess we, we went in an opposite order. Um, but I love that. Yeah. I also was very, when I was in Chicago, I was like, I just want to take a class to learn how to do it. And then it was when I couldn't even be a barista, but I wanted to learn 
how to do it. I just, I thought it was just the most, there was something like sexy about it. And I don't know why, but I was just amazed by people that could make coffee. So I get it. I get it. I was one of those people. Now I'm bitter. Um, Okay. So do we want to start with the hardest thing? And I'm going to put this on you because you, okay. The espresso, let's do the espresso breakdown. Okay. All right. Let's do this. Start with the smallest. Wait. Okay. We're talking about sizes. Yeah. So, okay. Wait, do we want to do how, how is coffee drip different than espresso? Do we want to do that first or the sizes of espresso drinks? I think we should start telling people what espresso is and why it's different from coffee and then go on to describing espresso beverages. All right, cool. Okay. Um, okay. So coffee, drip coffee and espresso. Um, drip coffee is, um, it, I, I really don't know how to, it's drip coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like most everyone knows it's like, you know, um, if someone goes get, and pours it from a, like a big thing, like a big right. tank, that is drip coffee. Exactly. It's, it takes about five minutes to brew. You can brew an entire pot of it. You basically brew like large batches. Um, and it's not like watered down coffee. It's just, you brew a big dose of coffee, um, over the thing with a good bit of water and you got drip coffee. Um, espresso is just concentrated. Um, man, I'm really, I've never really had to explain to people the difference between an espresso and coffee. (laughs) Well, usually what I, I mean, if I can pop in, um, is there is no such thing that was like the mind blowing thing. There's no such thing as, as an espresso bean. Yes. Or roast or roast. Yeah. Um, it's all in, and correct me, I, you know, cause I was taught by one person and then my brain maybe misremembered it, but for me, it's all about the grind and yeah. in the water pressure. And so I try to like visualize it and I'm speaking with my hands so much, but espresso is a really, really fine grind because you're trying to extract as much coffee as possible. So this really, really hot pressurized coffee is pushing through this really fine amount. And if it was if it was coarser, bigger grinds, then the water would flush right through. So you want really tiny grounds to create that really tiny concentrated amount of caffeine and then just apply the opposite to your, to your drip. But even in that, it's like, it's also nuanced because then if you make it too fine, it's not good espresso. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in it. So it's not the finer, the better, but it's going to be finer. I guess it is like small particles and bigger pressure mm-hmm. and drip coffee is less pressure, bigger particles, mm-hmm. and also more water. Yes. Yes. Where is French press in that? French press is very coarse. Um, like, like almost the coarsest setting on the grinder, very coarse particles. Um, and it is, you know, it's, there's not really like water pressure. You just let it kind of steep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's more coffee, um, cause you put, I think like eight tablespoons, it's a, I think one to 16 ratio of coffee. So one part coffee, 16 parts water. Yes. Whereas, um, I don't remember what, uh, the espresso ratios are. I only remember ratios when it comes to French press for some reason. 
I, so I'm a, I'm a rare breed of maybe not barista who I have a, I have the worst part with brain for numbers really can't remember. I, I can't. So I like, I, I am either double checking it constantly or I like have just little pieces of tape up where it's like 3.7 and then I can do it one to two, because if you put in 20 grams of, but this is, this is having to do with coffee, not water. So that makes it even more complicated, Mm -hmm. but if 20 grams of coffee, and then you're supposed to get out double that when you pull pull water through it. Yeah. That makes sense. See, I think one, two, that's, that's for espresso. Yeah. Yeah. It's all science. It's yes, there is so much to coffee that I don't understand yet because mm-hmm. I don't have a very scientific brain. Um, yeah. and so we just got like a new, a new co- coffee quality control, um, trainer mm. in a brush. And so he's doing like, you know, new people training, but he's also doing continued education and he's been, you know, teaching us about why, you know, we want to brew iced coffee in a slightly different way, why we want to make drip coffee in a slightly different way. And it, it, he explains the science behind all of it. And I'm like, yeah, I can't keep up. Because <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's like acidity and particles and da ba da ba. Also coffee is like always changing. Like there's always a new method of brewing something that's supposedly better. And then like a year later we find out, oh no, it doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, um, this is hopping around, but the light roast thing, I've heard disagreeing things. Does light roast have more caffeine or is it just the same? Supposedly light roast is a bit more like not very much, but a bit more um, caffeinated than dark roast because it's not roasted as long. And so I think like something about caffeine staying a bit more, you know, mm-hmm. intact. Okay, cool. Great. Cause I, I've like heard it has more. And then I once said that to someone else and they were like, okay. And I was like, I think, I think just the misconception with it is that a lot of people who do drink darker roasted coffee think it is darker, it tastes stronger, therefore it has stronger caffeine, mm-hmm. but it's not the case. <laughs> and I will say from my Starbucks experience, I cannot tell you how many, it was not to generalize, but I, I will, it was mostly like men they'd be like, I want dark roast, dark. <laughs> and they're like, I like, I like it dark. And that's also my dad. And then it was mostly like women who they'd be like, can I have the blonde roast? Can I have the blonde roast? Just because I feel like they saw the word blonde and they associated that with good things. And then it was mostly women ordering blonde and mostly men ordering dark. Men are, you know. Like, and that's like my dad is I will buy him nice coffee or I'm like, let's, let's grind this the correct way or let's put in the right amount into the coffee maker. Dad's like, well, I don't care. I don't care. I taste. I just like coffee. And I'm like, what does that have? There's nothing wrong with liking something that tastes. You're not more of a man for not caring, not caring. You know, that is one of the like strangest ways I've seen like. And I don't, I don't want to make this like a, you know, a totally different note, but that's the str- weirdest way I've seen like, um, I don't want to say misogyny, but like patriarchy yeah, manifest yeah. In, in cultures that so many men would come in and like 
make fun of their, you know, like wives for liking their coffee with sugar, but then they'd be like, or they, they would make fun of their like wives or girlfriends for being like wanting a vanilla latte with oat milk. And then they'd be like, I just want, I want a, a black coffee, but give me, give me like five sugars in there. And, um, just, just a splash of cream. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or they'd be like, um, yeah, I want like five sugars. Don't tell anyone. Like, I really like my coffee sweet. And I'm like, why? I don't care. <laughs> There's, I, I, I deeply don't care. My, um, one of my best friends used to live on a boat in the middle of the ocean. So just as like some context, now she's working in an office and she had some black coffee in the office. And then her boss saw her put cream in it. And he was like, oh, you girls, you, you got to have your coffee sweet. And she goes, actually, like I lived on a boat in the middle of the ocean and we did not have creamer. So this is a luxury for me. And I've been drinking black coffee for years and this is really great. And then what she didn't say is her typical, very stereotypical mask, manly husband, who was a very nice guy, but he freaking gets frappuccinos at Starbucks. You know, there's, there are no rules, you but know, there's also a difference. Like I've noticed a difference in the ordering, um, in places like noon in Georgia and then Atlanta, mm. you know, like in Atlanta, most people don't really give a, give a damn about whether or not they have cream in their coffee, but like in noon and God forbid <laughs> people are like black coffee only. I'm a man. How are you on like, just being real. Do you judge? I feel like people need to know, want to know. Mm -hmm. Do you judge their coffee orders? No, I only judge people if they are um, first just horrible people yeah. and do like um, are just bad customers. Um, and I only judge people's coffee order if they are ordering something that doesn't make sense. Um, mm -hmm. Like there's a person who like wants me or something that like is totally like crazy. Like it's not really a drink on a menu. Um, and they just like go, go off with it. Cause they know we have these ingredients and there's a man who will, um, ask me to like steep some green tea in steamed almond milk, which doesn't taste good. Um, and it doesn't really work very well because steamed it's not hot enough. Well, when it's not hot enough and when almond milk gets steep, it's a thick consistency. And so when you pour it in a basket with tea, um, cause we brew loose leaf tea, it doesn't come through. It, ju it just sits in that basket. So it, that, that's like, that's an order I kind of judge someone on. Cause I'm like, could you just get a green tea and put some steamed almond milk in it? Yeah. He's like, no, absolutely not. I want you to go out of your way to do this crazy thing, crazy time consuming order because this is, this is how I have to have it. Yeah. And also like, I mean, my first thought is like even steeping it in a really, really, really concentrated amount of hot water, you know, to make a, and then you just put it into that. That's, I can't remember what it was because my brain is saying someone wanted a half decaf, half calf shot, but we could have done that. It, it, it was something that's like, where we could have done, we couldn't have done something, but then another barista had done it. But for some, we were just like, no, that's not a thing. And it was like what my like favorite barista to work with. And I deferred to her and she was like, no, we're not doing that. He like chewed us out. 
And he was just like, he just questioned our integrity. And then the best moment ever is he like, he just kind of seemed like a, just like, he was very like kind of slimy, like I'm good looking. So I'm used to getting what I want, which does not work with me. And I was like, I bet he's an actor, bet he's an actor. And then an actor, I knew him. And so he came in and he was like, Rebecca. And I was like, so-and-so. And then his friend was like, shit. Like, and then all of a sudden he tried to act nice to me. Like, oh no, like this is a girl in our world. And I was like, that's right. You're, you're so right. I don't judge you on your order. I judge you. Also, like if I let you know, like, hey, that's not a thing. Let me try to help you make what you want. And then they're like, no, I know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, and also, the only other time I judge people on their coffee, 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 coffee order, coffee, um, is when they get a pour over and put cream and sugar in it. That is Ooh. really when I lose it. Because mm. I, I will say I, I, I order a pour over and I try to be conscious of when I do it, because if I see a long line, I just I won't because I know it's the most time consuming. And sometimes I'll like check. Um, whatever that place in Ponce is, that's in walking. That's my, that's Spiller? the only thing. Uh, what? Spiller Park. Yeah. I, Spiller is the only good coffee in walking distance. Okay. But do you add cream and sugar to your pour over? No, no, I wouldn't. Okay. So no. see, I don't care if people get pour overs. I mean, yes, it is time consuming, but it's not the biggest deal. It's, it's when, you know, a lot of the time when people order pour overs, they have somehow heard that it's inherently better than a black coffee, which is just not true. Um, and so they're like, oh, I want this. It's going to taste better with my cream and sugar. And I'm like, no. Okay. Well, let's explain why a coffee shop would offer a pour over. Okay. So uh, basically a pour over is just a method to brew a single cup of coffee instead of um, an entire batch of coffee. So like most of the time uh, coffee shops will have uh, coffee on their pour over that is a more like specially roasted coffee. It's usually more expensive, usually has like more delicate tasting notes. Um, and so like the whole point is to brew a cup of coffee with those delicate tasting notes. And so that, you know, we don't have it sitting out for a long time and then end up dumping it since it's an expensive bean, mm -hmm. we make it to order. So a person orders it, we make the cup of coffee for them. And then if they want another, we make another cup in individual cups. Um, but there's really no point in putting cream and sugar into the pour over because then you're just paying extra money um, for something that will taste just like the drip coffee that the coffee shop offers. Mm -hmm. Because once you add cream and sugar to it, you're not able to taste those, you know, delicate tasting notes that I was talking about. Um, also, there are some coffees that are really fruity that taste like you're pouring milk into juice when you add cream to them. Yeah. Um, and so it's not that I hate them for putting cream in their coffee. It's that I hate them for wasting my time, their time and their money. Yeah. And also it's, it's like a ego I, and it's like, I love pour over, but sometimes I've seen people be like with someone. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> when I, yes, there was a, an instance. I always think back to anytime anyone <laughs> offers a pour over. It's this lady who comes in with their friend. She's like, Oh my God, 
you have to try a pour over. It's, it's literally, it's so much better than a jerk coffee. I just can't. And I'm like, <laughs> she's like, I love almond milk in mine. <laughs> I was like, um, let me actually pop in here and say that it's actually a little different. Um, you probably don't want this. <laughs> yeah. And it, and also like, I mean, now, I mean, I don't know, I could be wrong, but usually if someone's like, because right now we have a medium and a light roast and I'm like, which one do you want? And they're like, oh, and then I'm like, are you going to put milk and sugar in it? And if they say yes, then I'll tell them to get the medium roast. It's kind of just that's a nice thing, guys. Cream and sugar. I had I hadn't had cream in my coffee for a long time. And someone fixed me like some really nice organic half and half in this coffee. It's also an espresso. And I was like a little mm. snooty. And then I had it and I was like, damn, this is good. I wasn't I expecting it, but cream can be great. I don't even like hate on people who fill up like one fifth of their cup of coffee with cream because mm-hmm. it is, it's like a treat. I do it as a treat, um, but I, I mostly drink black coffee, but that's because um, I am totally lactose intolerant. And for me, it's, well, when it comes to like, I can't drink like a whole cup of coffee with milk, like mm-hmm. in that sense, um, it fucks me up, but I don't know where I was going with that. You oh, oh, um, I basically started drinking black coffee cause I don't love the taste of like, um, alternative milks in drip. And over time it was like the easiest to sip on when it got cold. Like it didn't taste gross. Um, it wasn't like kind of stale, like espresso can get when it's been sitting out for a while. So that's, that's why I just drink black drip. Yeah. Yeah. And in you, the longer you work with coffee, I don't know. Also I go through phases. I went through a really long black drip. Now that I'm getting free coffee again, now I'm doing espresso. Cause I'm like, yeah, I won't spend X amount, but then the more I work in coffee, the smaller and smaller my drinks get, you know? Mm-hmm. But like when yeah. I wasn't working like a couple months ago, I got like a large latte, which is so not like me, but I just, <laughs> I wanted to make it last. Cause so I, was, I was paying. When you are working in coffee, what's your go-to drink? Mm, well, okay. I've only been back for three days. So it's been, it's, I'm like, I'm like, I got a dirty chai today, like <laughs> no jokes, um, which also dirty chais have their place. They are fantastic. Totally. Um, I, I think the flavor notes go really, really well together. Um, I usually get a flat white or a cortado. Um, cortado is my milky go-to. Yeah. Yeah. What milk do you use? Um, I usually just stick to oat milk. Mm-hmm. If I do put milk in my coffee, I find it to be much more creamy and neutral tasting than almond milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't leave the uncomfortable aftertaste that almond milk and soy milk leave. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just easy to work with. Let's categorize non-dairy milks. I love that people that clicked onto this were probably like, this will be simple. No, there's so many opinions. Okay. <laughs> I call oat milk. I don't like coconut just tastes so much like coconut. It also depends on the brand. I have favorite brands of different milks. Um, (laughs) So if you, if you want to throw out a suggestion for each kind, go for it. Um, I call oat milk, like the whole milk of non-dairy. Would you? Yeah. Okay. And then what would you call 
Almond has gotten so much better. It, I used to call almond. Almond is like the skim milk. Yeah, but I think there are some brands that are doing it better. The ones that are the Khalifa that's barista approved or whatever, it's more like a 2% I've found. Hmm. I think, I mean, yeah, that would definitely be my go-to for almond milk, Khalifa barista blend. Mm-hmm. Or is it Khalifa? Khalifa? I, I call it whatever I want. Okay, soy milk, opinions. Um, I actually haven't really worked with very much soy milk, at least not in the last three years. Mm-hmm. So I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this one might be up to you. Mm. I, it's very, I, we sound so like fashion. It's very out of style, honestly. <laughs> it really, a little. no, no one's, I, I don't, there is, I have one regular who I really like and um, I, she always gets soy milk. Um, also guys, combo that is underrated, honey and cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Honey, and because especially if they melt it directly into the espresso, and then if you put the cinnamon on the honey and, and the espresso, and then the milk, and then you've got this cool latte art, it tastes like sunshine. Try it. <laughs> also, if you ever go anywhere where they don't stir the honey into the espresso shot, leave. Leave. There's <laughs> not a place you want to drink coffee at. No, I, um, I, <laughs> It's so funny talking to you. Um, I, I love that you have so many opinions because I feel the same way. I'll take friends into coffee shops when I like took some friends into Speller and I was like, listen to that. Listen to them steam the milk. And they were like, I don't really. <laughs> and they were like, I don't really hear anything. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> you shouldn't. Anxiety when I go into coffee shops and I hear them uh, their milk screech and I'm like oh god I can't be in here (laughs) yeah there was there I have a sweet friend nearby and she wanted to go somewhere um and she was like this place is good and then I came in and I heard them I don't know what you call it like tearing the milk or ripping it and I just heard this like that's actually pretty good um of the noise it makes and I was like oh man and then like over aerating the milk oh yeah way more and so and also then I will give the advice of recent I I went into a coffee shop with my little sister in Florida I was with her in her hometown and they were over aerating the milk and I was like we're gonna get ice lattes because they can't they can't over aerate an ice latte um and I have you this is bad have do you ever ask what brand of milk people have at their coffee shops only when it comes to oat milk uh, because okay. I'm very particular about oat milk <laughs> so you like Califia and then what other brands for oat milk um Oatly Barista Bland Bland Blend only um I've tried other oat milks and they just weren't the same I nope. just can't beat it nope okay Cool. So are we ready to break down espresso sizes? I think so. Let's do it. Let's have our best customer service voices on. Okay. So uh, first we have the Spro, uh, which is a, we do a two shot or a double shot where I work at. So it's uh, two ounces of espresso. So that's going to be the smallest. And then on our menu, we also have them from least milk, smallest drink to the most milk and biggest drink. So it goes espresso and then macchiato, which has like an ounce of milk on top because we do a traditional style macchiato, which is 
double shot of espresso and an ounce, um, like a dollop of milk on top. Mm-hmm. Um, I know some places do it like really th- like a foamy uh, dollop, but I just kind of splash some milk in there, you know, because when you steam, steam milk, it's bound to, you know, get a little foamy as it sits a little bit anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have a cortado, which is equal parts espresso and milk. So it's a four ounce beverage. Um, and then um, I guess some shops have a piccolo, which is like uh, in between a cortado and a cappuccino. Uh-huh. So that would be a five ounce beverage. So you pour just a little extra milk in there. Mm-hmm. And then we have cappuccino, which is also two ounces of espresso. And then I think, I believe a traditional cappuccino is six ounce total drink. Um, and that is what we make at Brash. So it is um, two ounces of espresso, four ounces of milk. And then we move on to a latte, which is just like, wait, I guess you, however much milk flat you want. white fit in there. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're good. Um, flat white is essentially the same size as a cappuccino, mm-hmm. but there are most places will do cappuccino like a little bit, maybe more foamy because I think it's like traditional cappuccinos have a little, you know, more of a foamy milk, but flat white, I believe is an Australian version of a cappuccino mm-hmm. in which they, uh, don't do foam at all. So it's kind of like a shorter latte. And that's actually how we make our cappuccinos because the owner of Brash is Australian. So he's just like, ah, cappuccino, flat white, same thing. I've, I've heard, um, I love how you said flat white. There was like a little bit of a, I heard like the accent. Um, I, cause I've heard some people be like, well, they're the same. And then some people are like, no, they're not. Um, but that's the thing about coffee. It, I don't. I don't get upset with customers when they don't know what to order when they come in or when they ask me about drink sizes, because literally almost every shop you're going to go into is going to do it differently. Yeah. And while there is a consensus on a lot of things, I feel like there's never really a consensus on most things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then latte. Latte. Um, I, I feel like latte is just a double shot of espresso and then however much freaking milk you want, because <laughs> yes. we do... Yep. We do 10 ounce and 16 ounce. And those are our two sizes for lattes, but you know, some shops will do a 12 ounce latte. Some shops will go all the way up to a 20 ounce. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are even some that do like a 24 ounce. Yeah. And so really what people need to know is it you are getting, uh, here's another thing. I've had people order a latte and they're like, I'm really tired today. Make it a large. Yep. That is not going to help you because I don't know. Also, maybe milk makes people sleepier or sluggisher. I would actually suggest if maybe get, I don't know, if you don't want it too concentrated, get like a cappuccino or a flat white because you're just diluting the amount of caffeine you have. So you're going to drink it slower. So it's going to work not as fast. Get an iced coffee. Also, iced coffee hits your, your body is able to metabolize the caffeine faster if it's iced. Really so, what you should do is get a nitro. Is nitro more caffeinated than a cold so brew? It not necessarily. So you can make a nitro cold brew, but the thing that um, really makes nitro work so well, isn't that it's inherently more caffeinated. Mm-hmm. It is how it's delivered to your body. So mm-hmm. because of the nitrogen, I think it, it like um, it kicks in faster because it has something to do with it, like getting to your bloodstream faster. 
It also is, it's less acidic. Yeah. Mm, it can be. Uh, yeah. So when you first start drinking it, it's less acidic, but I think once it settles down and the nitrogen kind of, you know, chills out, it's, uh, it's pretty much like drinking a cold brew. So nitro is one of those things that's good. If you know, you want to get caffeinated now and fast, and then you want to set it aside and maybe, you know, have it tomorrow morning, shake it up with some milk and a shaker and ice, make a little frothy latte for yourself, you know? So we had a new coffee in and my boss at the time made a pour over and she like cupped it and she was like, okay, everyone try it. And then we got really busy. So I didn't have time to try it. And then I, I tried it later. She doesn't really drink coffee. So you know, no shame, but I do think a barista should enjoy coffee. Um, mm. And so I tried it and I was like, this is not good or it wasn't made right or something. She was like, well, Rebecca, you waited for it to get cold. And I said, no, if a sure hot coffee is fantastic, but if a coffee is good, it's going to taste, it's still going to have the great notes. It, it tasted bad. It was bad coffee. So- and Yeah. Sorry, there's actually a thing I learned about recently with uh, our new trainer guy. There's yeah. this thing called a refractometer where you can kind of like, um, eh, gosh, it's it's so much science. I'm going to do my best to explain yeah. it. But it has something to, it's called like SBC uh-huh. and it has something to do with the particles of the coffee. It's basically really useful to when you're dialing in coffee and figuring out what grind you want to set it on. Um, and you can do this for any, any way of brewing, you can do this for like, um, espresso, um, drip coffee, pour over, they all have like this different range in which they are supposed to fall. And you basically take like a pipette of coffee and you put it into this refractometer thing and it reads it. And I think it reads like something about like the acidity of it or the, the particles in it. This part is where I get really lost, but basically it gets better as it cools down. So when you put it into the refractometer, it reads at like a one point like eight. Um, and your sweet spot is usually between um, like a 1.3 and 1.5, I think for pour overs. And then as it cools down, it calms down and it gets to like a 1.4 or 1.3. And that is where you start tasting the, the real like um, delicate notes of the coffee that you're drinking. So yeah, if your coffee's cooled down and it tastes bad, it is bad coffee. <laughs> okay, cool. I was I thought you were gonna like contrast it, and then I was like, oh, I sound dumb. There we go. Cool. Yeah, I a good a good coffee is hard to find. Is that is that a thing? All right, cool. So we've talked about man, we're we're really going for it. Okay, <laughs> you go for oat milk, right? I think we both agree it's the. Here's something. Oof, I don't want to encourage anyone to do this, but, um, Califia, I guess we should be sponsored by them. Does have a great almond milk, coconut blend. Uh huh. Uh Yeah. It's in, so it's great because they cancel each other. It, it does. You taste it when you pour it into like a black coffee. I bet I should bring some from home actually, now that I work in a shop and I'm going to practice steaming it. Um, this is what I do in my free time. Um, <laughs> let's answer the question. Why can't I have a large cappuccino? Uh, because it doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Because then it's just a latte. Maybe you wanted like a little extra dry if that's the kind of, you know, cappuccino you go for. Uh, but like we said, traditional cappuccino is 
typically a six ounce beverage. Some places make it an eight ounce beverage, but the only difference between the cappuccino and the latte is how much milk you put into it really. So a large cappuccino is just a latte. Yeah. Okay. Can you have an iced cappuccino? I think so because to me, a cappuccino is more so a um, ratio of coffee to milk. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you can have a nice latte, you know, then what's to stop you from having a nice cappuccino as long as it's still a six ounce beverage? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Cool. Do you know much? Someone sent in um, ethical coffee and kind of someone was like, do you know much about like the coffee trade or anything? Cause I don't, and I didn't have time to look it up. So yes and no. Um, I don't, I don't know too, too much about, you know, the whole coffee world because barista has been a, a gig I've really enjoyed. And I've, I have tried to get as good as I can in it. Um, but I haven't necessarily done a deep dive into it, but for example, the coffee shop I work for, um, really prides itself on like ethically sourced, uh, coffee in a sense that we develop a relationship to the farmers who we buy our coffee from, who are farmers, mostly in like El Salvador. Um, there are some in Peru. There are some in, I think, Ecuador. We've had a couple of Ethiopians, Um, but basically, uh, you know how you'll like go to a coffee shop and they'll constantly be changing up what like coffee they're making. Um, we're more so like, we don't change it up quite as often because we want to work with those farmers, um, and, uh, us buying their coffee. I think we buy half of their crop, um, usually that they yield in a year. Uh, and through that, we're able to, you know, like, uh, get exclusive coffees from them sometimes that they're growing. Um, and in return, we, we cut out the middleman, um, when it comes to buying coffee. And so most of the profit goes directly to them. And so they're able to use our money from, um, from our coffee shop to, uh, basically, uh, they put it back into their community. So like they open up schools, they um, help, you know, educate the children in the area. Sometimes they help like buy uh, clothes for them. Like they'll start up sports teams, like a soccer team, and they'll buy like uniforms for them. So in terms of like ethics and coffee, there are a lot of ways you can do it. And this is the particular way in which I know of and have experience with. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Yeah. There's been, um, that's really cool. I think, I mean, obviously it's just like buying any brand, like looking at who makes your clothes, what does the company stand for? It's the same thing with seeing how, um, your coffee, like where your coffee comes from. Do you know much about portrait? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've had their coffee and it is incredible. Yeah. I, I, um, um, this will come out afterwards. I'm buying it for a wedding. I'm going to a bridal, I'm going to a bridal shower and she likes coffee. And, um, you're like the quintessential brides, bridesmaid. I am. <laughs> I feel like you're in just so many weddings and everyone wants you to be there. I, you know, we've had this one interaction, but I'll probably have you as a bridesmaid at my wedding. If that ever happens. Yes. <laughs> Frick. Yeah, no, I do. I do have this, like, bridesmaid face <laughs> I don't got big bridesmaid energy yeah 
Yeah. 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 And I've like helped with weddings that I wasn't a bridesmaid for. And then the bride was like, you should have been a bridesmaid, you know? And I, I think I've been like a bridesmaid like four or five times. Heck yeah. Me and Madeline like oh, yeah. partying it up. So um, that first coffee shop I was telling you about that I go to and think baristas were so cool. I'd go there with Madeline. Aww. <laughs> and little... we thought we were so awesome because we get iced uh, matchas with a fuck ton of vanilla. Yes. Also, matcha's hella bitter. I put in nothing usually. I'll do it with like some lavender and stuff. Um, I can do it if it has a fuck ton of vanilla. That's the only way I can drink matcha. Yeah. Mm. I like it because it doesn't make me, sometimes I take some time away from coffee because it makes me like, like a little too relaxed. And so then I'll, I'll go to matcha. I like how it makes me feel, you know? Yeah. See, I just, Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fine it's very particular okay um hmm all right here we go different brewing mef- methods what do you do in your abode um so at home I have a v60 pour over that I make uh-huh. but um and I also have like a chemex and an aeropress um the chemex it's just the filters are too expensive. So I never really make it. Mm. Uh, the only time I actually use my Chemex is whenever I'm open up a bottle of wine and I get the cork into the wine bottle and then I strain it through my Chemex filter. <laughs> Why would you do that? So that I can get the cork out because the cork is like really fine, small particles. So, you know, like when your cork has brought like dry rotted. And so when you open up a bottle of wine, it will like crumble and fall apart. Mm-hmm. And then it falls right into the bottle. I don't really want to drink cork in the wine. So I'll just pour it through a Chemex filter. Oh. And it's also almost like having a decanter for wine. It kind of decants it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's a class way of putting it. No, I, I buy such cheap wine that I've never had that problem before. Oh, um, I was like, I, I buy cheap wine and that is why I have that problem. Oh, I I don't know. I was thinking like maybe so much preservatives. Um, Life is not too short for cheap wine. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Uh, Yeah. So I just brew V60 pour overs, but on occasion when uh, I am at home with Jake, my partner, Mm -hmm. we will uh, make like uh, French presses uh, Mm -hmm. just when we want to be really fucking caffeinated. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. My other favorite method of having coffee is not making it at home and going out to get it. That's, that's my favorite way. It really does taste better if someone else makes it. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if my coworkers think that's weird. Okay. We're about to get a little snooty again. And I have favorite baristas at different stores. Like if I see one person, not all my friends are great baristas, Uh. but like, (laughs) depending on who I'm in there, I'm like, I don't like how they steam non-dairy. There's someone at Grant, not Grant Park. What is it called? The cool diner brunch place that everyone goes to. Um, Full commission. Oh, full commission. Full commission. There is a barista there and I love how they steam non-dairy milk. I've never met anyone steam non-dairy milk better than this person. (laughs) Wow, that's a... High regard. I know. I so I'm not even snooty per coffee shop. I'm snooty per barista. Um, I feel like a lot of people are that way actually, because there are so many times um, I've had regulars be like, "Yeah, if it's not like you or someone else working, I just leave." <laughs> and I'm like, 
Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. I mean, like, like, thank you, but also, damn, what did they do to make your coffee? So yeah. And also it's kind of, yeah, we've had, we got that comment from a manager about, they were like, yes, it is a compliment. If they say, I like how you make it, but that's also a problem because that means we're not all rising to a standard. Um, yes. So yes, there, and that's what Starbucks does so well, man. It is consistent. consistent, except there was one woman who ran the children's program at my church and I was her barista and she waited until I was crying because I couldn't, she would lift up the cappuccino and set it back down because you, you can feel how heavy or light it is. She was like, can you make it again? And I tried twice. Then I started crying and then I refused to ever, I would always like kind of be like, Hey, Adam. And Adam would just swing in, make her drink. And, um, cause nope. Mm, see, mm-hmm. I'm the opposite. There was one woman who did a similar thing to me once. And so every time she came in, I made sure I was the one to make her cappuccino. That's amazing. I was like, here you go. Have a good day. <laughs> and so like, did you try to match her way she wanted it? Or did you just go like, no, this is the Anna show. No, at this point, like I knew the way she wanted it. I wasn't going to make her like a bad bad drink. Like I don't ever want to make anyone bad drinks, but if they're going to be an ass about it, because there was one time where she asked if someone else could make her drink instead of me, I was like, oh no, 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 we're not having this because we're both working here. I work here. You're getting your drink made by whoever the fuck is on bar. And that person's going to be usually be me and you're going to freaking like it. (laughs) Whoa, you're my hero. I, <laughs> I, um, I was worried someone was mad at me a couple days ago and my brain went, would you rather have someone mad at you or be dead? And I was like, dead. I don't want anyone to ever be upset with me ever. Not I, actually, I can deal with it sometimes, but in some circumstances, I can't handle it. I feel like I, w- I was the same way uh, for a long time. And then like a, a switch flipped. And now if someone is mad at me, I just want to make them angry. Because <laughs> you're like, you're dumb. So I'm like, I'm going to waste your time and your emotional energy instead of my own. This is a you problem. Okay. One of the things um, is what coffee do you actually drink? Is there anything like mm. you like a good mcdonald's blend like what is something people would maybe be surprised about so mm, i think i don't so i i go to school um or i went to school at georgia state university and the downtown campus when you know it was uh open and people still went to class and um the coffee i liked surprisingly was um it was called saxby's and it was in the library uh, of like this like South Library or something like that of Georgia State. Um, but there were not that many options. There was like Eber Coffee, which was all right, but it was a little bit too far out of my way. And so it was Buenos Dias Cafe. Um, but Chick-fil-A was the closest in Saxby's. And Chick-fil-A's coffee was just bad. It's just not bad. good. No, um, which Watery. I was surprised. I think like their black coffee would be fine. But Saxby's was pretty good. Um, but really, I just drink whatever coffee I can get for free, uh, which usually means where I work, because as long as I'm a barista, I don't really want to pay for coffee mm-hmm. um, 
or as long as I have friends in the coffee industry that I can get free coffee from, I don't want to pay for coffee. I want to give them a tip, but I don't want to buy the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as buying coffee from places, I think um, if I don't get my coffee at Brash because I get a discount, um, I bought portrait coffee and I bought chrome yellow coffee. And those are two coffees I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than that, I'll try to like get coffee on a trip if I go out of town somewhere from like their best coffee shops. Yeah. Okay. Same. Okay. I was like chrome. Chrome has been my favorite. Also friends there. Um, and I just like their, their setting, but I have been amazed by how much I love portrait and that's kind of all I, it's kind of all I do. It's it's actually probably the best coffee I've tasted on plants. Portrait. Yeah. Portrait dude. I, I don't, I need to like love myself and buy myself portrait for at home, but I, I'm just, I buy portrait for I as like a gift usually because also I want their storefront to open up um I'll I'll include I'm so including portrait in this um and maybe I should interview someone from portrait because big fans and do you under can you explain their ethos because I don't want to just kind of be like ah, it's an all black team and then just like dilute it to just that can you explain it or do so- I just need to look it up I think it would be better if we took it straight from the source. But as far as my understanding is, is they're just, you know, trying to invest in, uh, in the black community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're, you know, because um, I think there's a lot of or there has been a lot of um, exclusivity in the coffee industry um, yeah. and not very much inclusivity of people of color uh, and uh, especially black people. So. I, I don't think like um, a lot of people give or a, I don't think a lot of people in the coffee industry used to give uh, black people as much of a, as much credit as they should have when it came to making coffee. So they'd be like, oh, like this is a predominantly, you know, like white folk industry. It wasn't that explicit, um, but you could just kind of tell like whenever you'd go into a coffee shop, you know, whenever you'd see the baristas, see the people who would get hired, who would work um, like at the, I should say at like the fancier specialty coffee shops. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, from my understanding, that's kind of what Portrait was trying to do was, you know, make uh, a team that was you know really inclusive um and was for the black community by the black community Mm -hmm. yeah okay cool and also we will have someone if they will take me eventually from portrait because they're the they're the best caramel macchiato let's just throw this in real fast let's just bang it out so macchiato apparently in italian means marked so a what a macchiato is traditionally i don't want to say what it's supposed to be traditionally Mm. is espresso marked by milk yeah starbucks has flipped that it is milk marked by espresso it is an upside down latte yep they flipped it so much so that all of America, I think, thinks that that is how you do a macchiato. Yes. And they also assume that it's just a caramel drink. (laughs) And it's, it's, yeah, it's, there's actually also vanilla in it. But it doesn't make very much sense because like macchiato marked by milk 
it means, you know, usually, like I said, sometimes they'll even just do a dollop of foam on top. Mm-hmm. So the milk is sitting on that espresso because espresso is very viscous, you know, mm-hmm. when you first make it and the milk kind of rests on top of it because it's lighter, but it doesn't make sense to mark, um, mark, you know, a latte with espresso because it's just going to sink down. It's not going to sit on top. And before I was working in coffee, do you know what I did? I would get my iced caramel macchiato. I've probably spent a hundred plus bucks on those. Okay, guys. And I would shake it. That's immediately what you do. You shake your iced car because when you put, because the, it's, it's vanilla first on the bottom, milk, Mm. no, sorry. Well, ice, whatever. Vanilla, ice or ice vanilla and then milk, espresso, and then you do a ton of caramel, which is the heaviest ingredient, and it goes to the bottom. You start drinking the iced caramel macchiato, and you're just drinking sugar, and eventually the espresso will start to go down. Um, Jeez. Yeah. So <laughs> that is the that is an iced caramel macchiato. So we actually have at HodgePodge, um, it's called Bless Your Heart. And a bless your heart is a caramel macchiato, pretty much. See, like, except it's not backwards. It's an it, it's the ingredients. Except we don't mark it. It's a lot. Yeah. Whenever people like come in and order like a caramel macchiato, I don't judge them because I, you know, like I said, every coffee shop's different, and their experience with coffee has probably been like Starbucks. It's it just drives me nuts. I don't even make Starbucks for you know, or I don't even like um get mad at Starbucks for making this a drink. I just hate that they call it a macchiato because that confuses just way too many things. It confuses. And actually something that I was thinking about is actually one of the reasons maybe we don't judge because we're good people. But if if someone, if a barista is judging you, there, there's a possibility that you're just not in a big enough city that has specialty coffee stores. You know, it could also be maybe a socioeconomic thing where maybe you're not, maybe you don't want to go to fancy coffee places or specialty or whatever, or maybe that isn't something you can usually afford. And so if anyone is judging you, they're also possibly judging your background. Um, and so it's just, all I care about is um, mean people. Um, well, Anna, I think that's all of the questions I had. Do you have anything you want to throw in? Any love letters to your customers? I don't know. Anything you want? I do. I do love my customers. The general public is um, the best and worst part of working in a coffee shop at the same time because people are great, but also people are awful, but then people are great again. And for every customer I have who um, leaves me no tip, like we talked about earlier, I have someone who leaves me like $3. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So love my regular custies. Um, Coffee industry is really cool because it is uh, a great backup to have, you know, if you're ever in a pinch, it's a skill that you've developed. Um, and especially if you've honed in on that skill and you have good experience and you, you know, figure out how to make good coffee, mm-hmm. literally you're, you'll always have a job. You'll always be able to find something in any city, honestly, probably anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, the language might be a barrier, but you can always make coffee. You can um, always, it's like me. It's also math is the same in every, every language. 
Exactly. <laughs> and also, it's a, I highly recommend this job for anyone coming out of college or um, not coming out of college, anyone coming out of high school who has not had a job yet and wants to learn. It takes a little bit of time to, you know, work your way up to specialty coffee unless you get really lucky and get a job at a specialty coffee shop. But um, first of all, it's great for networking because I have met so many people um, through my coffee shop jobs that have helped me with things like living in an apartment or a loft, um, getting an internship, getting another job, you know, um, possibly like some future jobs, just so many people, awesome community. Um, and also it pays you um, as well as retail does most of the time because most coffee shop jobs start off at 10, some go up to 15 and you get tips. Mm-hmm. So it is actually like, by working 35 hours a week, I'm able to make like 25 to 30,000 a year. And that is really incredible considering I am a full-time student too. And my job is flexible with my work hours and I have like, uh, or my school hours. And I have the opportunity to get another job if I need. And my schedule is really flexible and I have time to myself still. You do? Yeah. (laughs) You're a full-time student and you work 35 hours and you can get another job. I would like, I would like to maybe call, I I don't, my brain can't even do the math of how you do that. But (laughs) at the same time, I've, I've had schedules where people are like, what? And somehow you make it work. Exactly. Well, it's like, you know, what your passion is in. Um, and I like making coffee. Um, you know, I was a little more passionate about it pre-pandemic. That's kind of dampered uh, things for me, put a damper on things for me. I uh, haven't enjoyed it quite as much since having to deal with people during COVID um, and having to deal with constant, you know, policy changes and world changes. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm passionate about finishing school and making money. And so I'm cool with my schedule. Yeah, no, I mean, that's me. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, what are you in school for? PR. Mm, isn't that money? That's so yeah, cool. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, but I will, I will back that up. Um, I, another thing is I forgot the often, I mean, not all the time, your coworkers are really cool because yeah. they're usually, some kind of artist or some kind of creative, or maybe there's someone right out of high school where we're often all kind of in this flex interim. We have a shared love for coffee, but, um, and also forget, I was working, I haven't worked in forever. I was working and three people I knew randomly came into my coffee shop today. Like, and not even like on purpose. And and then my coworker is an actor who I really love. It's just, it's a really nice way to often be around just it's it's like you're hopefully in a good environment to just pass the time if anything you have good company but if you're a nurse don't go into the coffee industry no for a break because it won't be a break (laughs) it won't be a break and it's um but yeah it's also as you said a really good way to learn um customer service multitasking um yeah great job all right Anna, awesome. thank you so much for talking. I'm so glad that like, what if this is just my way of tricking you so we can finally hang out? You should come hang out with me and Madeline soon. Next time you'll have- to make plans for a while, so. 
Yay. Okay. Hooray. Huzzah. And there will be, there will be nice things to do outside. Um, and wine. <gasps> oh, <laughs> my face just got so excited at the idea of drinking wine. Um, okay. After you're done with your diet. Lent, yeah. Lent. Well, Lent. Um, same thing. Not really. No. Um, I started <laughs> like, eating oh. ice cream because I wasn't drinking wine. So I was like, I'll eat ice cream. And I'm like, this is terrible for me. Um, I wasn't even doing it for health reasons, just to make sure I wasn't an alcoholic. Okay. Well, thank you so much. And you have been fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. All Thanks, right. Round of applause. Bye, Anna. Bye. All right. Um, I also forgot to ask Anna the question I ask every time, how do you search for the pink? Which is um, trying to find a bright side when things just feel blech. Um, Anna said, what I really want to say is wine, lol, but more likely it has been my dog, my boyfriend, my family, and my coworkers and close friends. Since I've worked through an entire pandemic, my coworkers have been a really great stone to lean on and relate to, and my pup and Jake keep me sane at home, and of course the support and love of my friends and family never waned either. That's amazing. That is perfect. Thank you so much, Anna. So today, um, two days before the episode comes out, I've had a very Anna-themed day. I had actually never had her coffee before, and that felt wrong. So I went to Brash today. There was a long line because Brash is great. They probably knew Anna was baristaing, and they were like, gotta get on in on that. So I stood in line, and then I didn't mean to, but I talked to her for too long. Not that she would tell me that, but I did. And then I held up the line because I was so excited to see her in person. And then, um, and then I got a flat white, which um, we didn't explain dry and wet. Um, it's a very barista term. Dry means that you, your latte is like super foamy. If you over, it's almost like stiff. It's like that thick, thick foam. But wet, which I like and you probably like, um, is it, it's, it's just more liquidy. It's still steamed. It's still fluffy. The flat white she made for me was so delicious. Um, it was beautiful. Oh my gosh, that latte art. It's still incorporated so well, Anna. Anyways, Anna-themed day. I asked her, where should I um, get a hanging plant? And she's also just the queen of plants. I could have another episode, which I would have less to say, where she taught us about plants. She told me, I think she said Ace. Anna, did you say Ace? Am I supposed to go to Ace Hardware? Anyways, and then I was like, what Goodwill should I go to? She told me where to go too. I just literally had a day, just an Anna-themed Sunday, and now I'm listening to her. It really is quite intense, um, but I love it. All right, guys, please rate, review, and subscribe. Let me know if you'd like another coffee episode. If you have any more more questions, let me know. Let me know if you have any coffee questions. Um, If you, guys, if you didn't even like me, but you're here to support Anna, you can still rate the podcast. You don't even need your name associated with it by leaving a review. Just rate it. Give me five stars and I will eventually rise to the five stars you have given me. Okay. I love you guys. I hope you guys have learned a little 
had just a great time falling in love with Anna. I did. I actually told her I love you when I left Brash and I was like, is this too soon? Did I say too fast? Is she gonna say it back? And then I was like, so in my head, I didn't even hear her. Um, and so anyways, I love you guys and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.